Another one. That's it. Podcast. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. Because it it's a DJ. It's a DJ. DJ you Khaled. get the tie-in? Yep. I bet he hates that. I should have asked Michael if he hates the DJ Khaled tie-in. I don't know. DJ Khaled kind of... he Okay, he got famous because of the jet ski thing. That's true. That blew him up. Is that when he blew up? He got lost on a jet ski Snapchat. on Snapchat, and it was very funny. Yes, and then he like just latched onto a few of the things he was saying. Yeah, and like made catchphrases. So he's like, "I'm An- lost, but I'm still like stay blessed." All that stuff. Another one, another one. Yeah, and then we the best. And then all I do is win. Huge. He's been winning ever since. But DJ Khaled could not make no worries if not this time. That's the name of our podcast. No. My name's Aaron. I'm. My name is Andrew. Yep. And our guest today is DJ Michael V. He is wonderful. Um, he does a lot of very fun things, so we had a great time talking about. Yeah, I've known him as a DJ, but we learned a bunch of other cool stuff that he does, Yeah, as we often do with our guests. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, works with a lot of great artists. He's part of a hip-hop group called Indie Tribe, um, and also is a amateur wrestler. Yes. Right? Yep. And I've had so much, we had so much fun learning about that. Yeah, that's kind of the first half of the episode, because we were... Just fascinated. I think Nowhere's Is Not should host an amateur wrestling tournament. Yeah. And speed bump Stanley versus Michael Bodega. Yeah, I decided I'm going to get into that. I'm uh-huh. going to be an amateur wrestler. I can. I already wait. am. You will break. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty um, buoyant. That's not the right word. I'm, uh, what's difficult to break? Elastic? Yeah, maybe. Rubber? I'm rubbery. Rubber boy. Yeah. Ugh. So. Okay, let's read the ad. Let's just get yeah. that over with. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, this this content has been so good already. Somebody should be paying for it. <laughs> Burr, it's cold and my nipples are hard. I mean, these bad boys could key your car. Mother dresses me well in the mornings, but occasionally my little ears get a little chilly. I also always need a hot meal to keep me warm. What if you had something to keep your ears covered and gave you some warm slop to chew on? Introducing Andrew's Beanie Beans. They're beanies that also have a full serving of baked beans inside them. The knit cap keeps your ears covered while also keeping your face and neck warm as baked beans cascade down your cold, cold face. Some beans will inevitably get in your mouth, giving you that hot meal you need to make it through the chilly weather. They are not to be confused with Beanie Babies. No babies here, just chilly men with razor-sharp nipples looking for sustenance and warmth. (laughs) Andrew's beanie babe, Andrew's beanie beans. Sorry, I almost messed it up. Andrew's beanie beans are only available in my kitchen because my daddy makes the beans himself. Come on by and fill up your beanie with beans. Beans. <laughs> There's no promo code for this, guys. Sorry. You got to come over. Um, but you got to come to my dad's daddy's kitchen. Yeah, legend has it if you stand outside and chant beans, Andrew will open the door 12 hours later. Yeah. Yeah, 12 hours. So you got to anticipate your hunger 12 hours in advance. You also made it 
less weird by saying because my daddy makes the beans instead of calling yourself daddy, which is what I wanted. Oh, is that what it's supposed to be? Andrew's beanie beans are only available in my kitchen because daddy makes the beans himself. Oh, I was thinking I was referring to my daddy who makes the beans himself. I mean, either one is very I don't really, I don't love either of those <laughs> yeah. options, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, be a happy to do it. For the love, someone sponsored the podcast. <laughs> someone yeah. sponsor us for real. I'm All losing right. my mind. Where are you at, Squarespace? I don't know, for real. Uh, don't in, Google that if you, because I said it. Any crappy mail-in mattress, we will a mattress. pitch that so good. I'll sleep on it even. I don't care. Yeah, some kind of socks. Love would, socks. Would be great. Underwear, testosterone pills, uh, like InfoWars and Joe Rogan do. Testosterone pills. Have you noticed that all the guys that uh, have erectile dysfunction companies seem to have great relationships with their dads? <laughs> That's uh huh. Yeah, it seems very really point. It's just they're just like ah, oh, you know, I used to have erectile dysfunction and a bad relationship with my dad, <laughs> but then we started this company together, and now I am doing great with both. Yep, a little interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's gonna okay. Be, it's gonna be my new hour. Great. Uh, okay. How are your shows? You did shows. You had a yep. lot of shows. Uh, this week I was in Tampa and in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Very fun. Um, I, I did this um, this church in Tampa. It was for their staff. They have like a bunch of campuses, so it was all their staff. And they asked me to roast them for the first 10 minutes. Fun. Which I don't usually do. Um, but then the guy that asked me to roast them got COVID and didn't come. So I don't even know <laughs> if everybody else knew that they asked me to do that. Unsolicited roasting is just so mean. So about halfway into it, I was just like, "Do they know that they asked for this?" Like, um, but it was one of those things where sometimes doing stand up at events like corporate events or church events, you're never sure what to. You want to talk to them specifically at the beginning. You don't just want to go right into your act. So you're always trying to find the things. And um, the pastor of this church got on right before me, uh, and he's like the the head guy. He's like older gentleman that started this multi-campus thing and he tells this story he's talking about this guy he used to work for that let him leave that church so that he could start this church and he was saying and the guy was in the room and he was saying you know back when i was a youth pastor for pastor so-and-so there was this one time that i took all the all the young men in our youth group out into the woods for a camping trip but they didn't know that i had hired a guy to pretend to jump us and knock me out and then he held a real gun to each of the kids' heads and told them that they could live if they denied Jesus. And only one of them, and then only one of the kids, said that he still loved Jesus. And he was like, and that's just the kind of stuff we would do back then. And uh, you uh, know, we got some calls from parents. And then he just goes, all right, everybody, next up, we got a comedian. And <laughs> it was like the most upsetting story I'd ever heard. And then, but everybody, so I, I went on stage and I was, as I heard him say that, I was like, thank you so much. I have something to talk about for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but I still can't get over that story. How'd you start? You came out on stage and you're like. I came out on stage and said, hey, everybody, it's great to be here. I had a bunch of stuff I was going to plan to say first, but then that story about holding a gun to kids' heads and then you guys all just acted like you already knew about it and it's a fine <laughs> thing that happened in the past that doesn't need to be talked about anymore. Like, and I was Goodness. like, you, did you, I said, did you really do that? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, and now you're in charge of all of this? <laughs> it's just I have so many of... questions for that guy. Do you get any more context? No, I didn't really want to. Yep. Okay. Wow. All right. So, Shouts out uh, Florida. Is yeah. that Florida? 
Uh, yeah, Florida. Yeah, that sounds yep. pretty Florida. Pretty Florida. But other than that, the show was great. Good. Very, very laid back group. I'm, I'm glad it went because they know there's a gun at any point in time. So at any point in time, your faith can be tested by a gun to <laughs> your, your temple best as behavior. a teenager. Um, so that was exciting. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Let's how, uh you did Scream event. I did the Scream event. It looks it looks like it was a huge success. It was a blast. Uh the three comics, Shonic, who you guys know, and then Will and Wellington, who you don't know yet. We'll probably have them on at some point. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. They crushed. Uh the movie is fun. I gotta do a PowerPoint going through Screams one through four, which Regal really enjoyed. Had a blast doing that. It was fun to tell jokes live for the first time since before COVID. I know, yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah, so I'm getting back out there, baby. Get back out there. I'm the immune. Mic, writing jokes. You've got your immunity. Uh-huh. Like Survivor. Yeah, you got immunity. You so got the you hidden can... immunity idol. I, which <laughs> I is did. Antibodies. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jeff Probst and Dr. Fauci. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a Jeff Probst blast. ever had another job? No. <laughs> no, he's been 40 for 30 years. Yeah. And it's all he's ever done. I don't think he has... You can't even get promoted from that. Like, what else are you going to do? It's the best job to have. Nothing. Yeah. President, maybe? Nah. That sounds way Too worse. stressful. Way worse. I'd rather just do the same game show. Yeah. Um, but him. one of the videos y'all made for Regal on their TikTok got how many views? Yeah, the whole deal The whole deal for the event was to make some TikTok content. And the first one they posted got about 3 million views and 400,000 likes immediately. So job security, baby. You did it. You, you exceeded expectations, yeah, and you also got to write jokes about one of your favorite things, which is horror. I know. I mean, it so. was I was right in the butthole of the Venn diagram. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> right in the middle, right there. Is that what the middle is called? I think so, because you have the two big cheeks, and then you got the crack, and then if you're right in the middle, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. So it'd be a tight one if it's not that much in common, and right? Loose if it's a lot in common. We should move on. Yeah, I just knew it's a new thought. Never really crossed me before. Yeah, I always think of that. Is that weird? I've always seen a Venn diagram, and I'm like, that's a butt. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> In school, you're just like, oh, why do they keep showing us these butts? Yeah. I Kids always get weirded out. It's like, you left cheek, right cheek, or whole? And they're like, what? <laughs> these butts have a lot of tattoos on them. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just get right into it. I'm not talking about the butt anymore. All right. Okay, uh, this conversation is wonderful. You'll love Michael. He is incredibly entertaining, and we talk about a lot of very fun topics and jobs. Yes, so please enjoy this interview with DJ Michael V. Another one. DJ Michael V, a.k.a. Michael Bodega, aka your best friend. You're up there. <laughs> as long as I'm top fifteen, I'm cool. You're top fifteen. We haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's good. MySpace isn't around anymore. You don't have to worry about your exact ranking. Oh, dude, you're not top eight for sure. <laughs> How many did it let you do? I think it was eight, right? Nah, yeah, I think I you think could customize it. I think yeah. you could say, "I want to have four. I want to have eight. I was a little Zanga boy. I don't even Zanga. Do y'all have Zanga? No. What is that? Oh my god, how old are you? You're like 26? I'm 26. Are you saying, yeah, you're are you saying Jenga? No, Zanga with a Z. No, with like an X. I misspelled, <laughs> I misspelled my platform. It sounds like an energy drink. <laughs> it was it was cool. I don't it's know. Zanga right now, energy drink, just for you. That's just what I chose to do. Okay, uh, what are your <laughs> other... Nick, do you have DJ fun nicknames or is it just kind of this? Nah, Michael. 
DJ Michael V. That's the, my artist one. And then Michael Bodega is a wrestling alias. And that's that's really about it. Yeah. I I used to be called Bear in high school. They used to call me Bear. Bear? Yeah. Were you gay in high school? <laughs> no, I was just a massive football player. I get that. Yeah. I was wondering if you had any other, like, like I was uh, DJ Moneybags. Okay. All right. Pretty cool. On the ones and twos? Uh-huh. For a couple, like, Christian camps, did some rap videos. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh, DJ Tunes. That was one. Uh, you didn't have any dumb ones growing up? Nah. It was always your name. You got a cool name. I mean, yeah, that's really about it. I mean, my dad would call me a clown all the time growing up, but I mean, that's not really a nickname. No, that's yeah. just an insult. <laughs> I mean, I've been called a lot of things. <laughs> we were really hoping, I feel like, and this is probably totally wrong, I feel like DJs try out a bunch of names early in their yeah. DJ career, and then the one of them sticks. So we were hoping you had like a bunch of really embarrassing DJ I, names. I have one embarrassing one. It, my, my old DJ name is DJ Bless. See, that's what we wanted to hear about. <laughs> not not terrible. DJ Bliss. I kind of like it. But people are like, oh, yeah, like you're a Christian, so that makes sense. But it hasn't, like, I got that name nowhere near anything from Christian anything. I was, I used to play a game called uh, uh, Def Jam Fights for New York. Yeah, yeah, I played that. Yeah, and there was a character on it's there like called Mob Bless. Boss type. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a character on there called Bless. And I was like, yo, that's a fire name. I was like, DJ Bless. I was like, what? But everybody would butcher it. It was like too gospel-y. Yeah. Mean, how could they butcher that? Bro, they'd be like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for DJ Blessed. Blessed. Oh, DJ that's Blessings. A- and I'm just like, yo, it's just Bless. Like it's. Oh, that's a small mess up, though. That's it. That's I it. thought it was going to be like mispronounced, me. like Bliss or something. I don't know. <laughs> DJ Blessings sounds like you need to hold on to your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, how easy was it to come up with? Michael Bodega. Oh, that was kind of hard, bro. Because I was trying to think of, because like the thing with like wrestling character, like wrestling gimmicks is like you want to be original, but you also want to be authentic to you. So you don't want to be too gimmicky, like where it's like Doink the Clown or like The Undertaker. Like I can't come up with anything like that. So right, I was right. like, <laughs> Doink I, the Clown. <laughs> that's really a wrestler. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, there's like a, a legend. His name clown. is. I was Doink like, you said clown. your dad calls you a clown, so it kind of ties in. <laughs> yeah. But um, it'd be pretty rough to lose your match to Doink the Clown. I got doinked. <laughs> you <laughs> got doinked. It's happened before. It's, it's a graphic. It's no. Happened. Yeah, people um, lose to him. But I came with, with Bodega because, I mean, I'm from New York and Bodegas are like like the thing. Everywhere. So I was like, dang, like what's like a good wrestling name that's authentic to me and I can form a character around? And I was like, yo, my first name, Michael, and then Bodega. And it's it stuck and I loved it. But I haven't been wrestling in like so long because now that like the world is opening up, I'm touring more, getting back on shows. Yeah. So it's like hard to go to training five days a week and then, you know, like get ready for a show. And then, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. I get that. I just came up with a new name for you if you need a new one. Oh, talk to me. Uh, Michael, the port of freaking. Ooh, yeah. okay. V. Is it like <laughs> port of freaking V? <laughs> yeah. The port of oh, freaking freaking V. That's ooh, the, that's birds and the bee stuff the right there. V. <laughs> that's crazy. You, that's pretty good. You got. I, I said it so. I, I said it. Porto, Puerto, Puerto yeah. freaking. That's like in uh, West Side Story, the old one. They go Puerto Rican. Puerto mm. Rican. Puerto Rican. I'm like, that's mm. not how you say it. Yeah, man. none no. of that is right. Um, I want to talk all about what you're doing now and the DJ stuff, but I did not know until today that you did wrestling. Yeah, and man. And that you had a wrestling name. What is the story of that? Bro, so uh, I had actually been wrestling in high school, like not collegiately. Like there was a professional wrestling school, similar to the one I go to now, um, in New Jersey when I was in like high school. And I was young. Wasn't 18 yet, but they let me wrestle. So paid like $500 a month. Looking back, I'm like, that's crazy to get. That's 
No. That's they they definitely robbed me, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, but I would train and stuff, and um then I stopped because then football started getting more serious and I got older and I was all right, football. Um and then but the pandemic hit and I was like, man, this is when it kind of first started opening back up. Like it was still kind of really serious, but it was like kind of like, hey, if you want to go outside, you can go outside. Yeah, yeah. Vibe. And I was like, dang, I really want to get active, but I don't want to box because I did that before and it's just too intense and I'm not committed to it, if I'm being honest. And then I was like, oh, I do UFC. And I'm like, dang, I don't want to get beat up and I don't want to beat anybody up. So I'm like, what is something physically that I could do that is like keeping me active, but also getting like that energy out of me that to where I don't got to like be in the house all day cooped up and I feel like because I'm a very touchy-feely person in general so then I play around a lot with the hands because I'm like very like ADHD so I gotta get that energy out and I'm like oh wait is a that, minute is that how it works it's it like, feels like it like physical touch is my love language so I'm gonna wrestle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what it felt like man it's I like, love you man <laughs> I could put him in a, I love you, man. I love you, bro. Yeah. I love you. And he's, he's words of affirmation. He's like, you're so strong. <laughs> She's like, I don't think we should have come to this event. Yeah. <laughs> These guys seem like they don't need us. Yeah. This could turn at any second to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just during the pandemic and I just needed something to do, man. And, I, and uh, my friends were doing it. Like two of my good friends were doing it. And I was like, oh, like I was joking around at first. I was like, yo... I might join, like trying to be funny because I used to wrestle mm-hmm. and now they're wrestling and I'm like, yeah, bro, I could pick it back up like a bike, just talking mad like stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I could do it. And then I actually went, bro, first day I went, I immediately missed it so much. I was like, all right, I'll buy it. And I paid for three years. Whoa. Yeah. Immediately. I was oh, let's get back in the ring. Let's do it. And I head first was in it. What is that? What is three year contract buy you? Um, just access to the gym and classes? Well, or? well yeah, like you, you can not, not go whenever you want, but. When you when there's training, you can come for three years. It's like the program's going. And yeah. Just, all right. There's a one year. There's a six month. There's a two week, a six month, a one year, and a three year. But the three year had the best value. Right. So I was like, oh, three years. I don't have to come every day. How long but during is, the pandemic, I came. How long is day. their lease on the building even? Oh, I think <laughs> might, it's might like not eight even years, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they, I think they're they're down like four already, and they have another four. So there you I, go. Right, right, right before the lease ends, I'm still there. Yeah. But when you're saying wrestling, you have a, a like. I'm picturing, I, I picture two types of wrestling. I picture like high school wrestling that's like super competitive form. And then there's like WWE that's like super yeah. theatrical and like that's big. The that's the and one. that's what you're doing. Yes. I didn't know you could do, just go do that. Yeah. It's actually, it's not easy. I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect anybody. It's not easy. But it, but it, it, if, if you, if you are a charismatic person and you can pick up learning easily, it's, it's, it's fire. I, it's super good. Like, but I, to be honest with you, if, um, not that I'm not taking it serious, but if I wasn't DJing, like if DJing was my, wasn't my main thing and I could be able to wrestle every week, go to wrestling shows and wrestle every weekend, I think it would be lit and I, I'd be a cheat code because of DJing. Cause <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of things from DJing and DJing in front of big crowds and stuff oh, yeah. like that can go into the charisma and the attitude and just the, you know, I, Hey, act like you've been here, kid kind of vibe. For wrestling, and I noticed that sometimes when I was doing shows, I'm like, man, a lot of dudes are like nervous to speak in front of people, and like they do this thing called cut promos, where you grab the mic and you just kind of talk junk on your opponent, and it's like me, I picked it up and it was just like easy, like, but for the some some other people that are introverted and like not really good at public speaking or like speaking in front of crowds, it's still like a little nerve wracking for them, but things of like that nature. I thought was a cheat code because I was already good at that with DJing and I came into another thing and they kind of both transcended and translated into each other. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
it's a lot of the same skill set. You, I would have never thought of that. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. You know who would be, be great DJs? These professional wrestlers. Well, that's Bro. why I like so but many... But it's get like, the crowd fired up. Like radio like, hosts also host yeah. a lot of events. Yeah. They yeah. just know how to do that. You yeah. know? Right. That's, that's kind of true. Get and, people fired and, up. And, and to be honest, like... Um, one thing I'm learning, if, if you're, like, we're wrestling, if you're good on the mic, what they call it, like, like mm-hmm. if you're good on the mic, sometimes it doesn't matter how you wrestle. Because they uh, want to push your narrative forward, right? Yeah. yeah and, just focus and, more on the personality side. Yeah, and you can draw a crowd, and you're interesting. It's like, oh, you know, maybe, you, like, maybe your moves aren't really that good, or, like, maybe you, you don't really know the basics that well, but, like, your, your mic work and your charisma and how you draw people into the, into buying tickets is, like, what makes up for that? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember very few actual matches and moves from when I used to watch it growing yeah. up. But I remember all the drama. You remember the personality? Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, well, they learned. I mean, I don't know the story of how the WWE style wrestling came about, but I'd imagine it started closer to what, like, I think of like high school wrestling, where it's all like yeah. who can win the fight, and then they learned, oh, people will watch for that, but they'll come back because they yeah. love these people and these outrageous you buy into a character like and 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 that's like uh with the michael bodega thing it's like what can make people from the sound of it buy into the character or like the narrative or what i'm trying to convey mm-hmm. and that's like a big thing of wrestling because if you, if you can get fans it's like being an independent artist it's like if, if you can get fans to buy into like what you want to do and what you're saying like people are gonna like book you is what they say they'll book you or you'll go to wwe if you're good enough like there's people bro think of the rock not that the rock isn't good a good wrestler, but why do you remember him the most? Because of what he spoke mm-hmm. and what he talked, his personality, it's the eyebrow, the catchphrases, the charisma, the brand. Yeah, yes, yeah, that makes sense. Um, what would me and Andrew's wrestling name be, mm. dude? I'm still stuck on the love languages. I might be just like <laughs> love language. <laughs> oh man! And then yeah, dude, I'd have my like catchphrases would all be like, "I'm gonna physically touch you. <laughs> I'm gonna physically touch. I'm gonna you. give That's you my crazy. gift." Wow. Oh, gosh. Wow. Okay, I don't know. Are these pickup lines? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of different purposes. I think uh, Andrew, the pale pastry. The pale pastry yeah. is crazy. That could work. I'm a flake all over wow. you, dude. I'm a Pop-Tart. Yeah. Or like the a, sentient noodle. Maybe you could do like a, a like yep. a, a collegiate all-American kind of vibe. You could go by A. Stanley. Come out looking like Kurt Angle, you know? <laughs> Stan the man. Yeah, flat Stanley, and then all you do is get beat up by people and get flattened. This is really, you guys are really, you guys are really building me up. Old speed bump it. Stanley, just get run over. I can handle this. I like speed oh. bump Stanley. Not bad. Speed bump. This yeah, is kind of like, turned into bullying. It's, it's, I like speed bump because it's like, yeah, you're gonna win, but you're gonna have to slow down before your next fight. T- <laughs> I just come out in all yellow. Can we do this? Can we sprinkle him into some promos and it's just all like that? <laughs> That'd be great. Like terrified of everyone. Definitely some make guys. it happen. I really don't want to be doing this. I lost my fancy football league, so I have to do this <laughs> wrestling stuff. Like that should be the punishment. Bro, so, that's what I wanted to do with Andy Menu. I was like, bro, come to the because he loves wrestling too. Mm-hmm. And then when I joined, he was like really interested in that first. And I'm like, dang, bro, it would be lit if somebody's punishment could be just getting like either chopped or just slammed on the mat. Just to see how it is. Just to see your Yeah. Team. It's not sweet. Everything's not sunshine and rainbows in that ring. No. So what is the first thing you learn and how what's the painful part? What's what should what do people not know? Um wrestling takes a lot of uh like like beyond mental toughness, like creativity. Uh a lot of people don't don't notice that because like if you're not in it, you don't like 
obviously you don't know, but there's a lot of creativity in it. Like, um, and it's like a science. It's like how to draw the crowd in. There's this thing called um, a shine, um, a cutoff, and then when the when it's the end of the match, it says, "Hey, we're gonna go home." It's called going home. Um, and it's like literally a formula how to formulate matches to get the crowd involved. And mm, yeah. um, they call people heels and faces. So faces are the like baby face is the good guy, and heels are the bad guy. So it's like, hey, if uh, me and Aaron are gonna wrestle and we're backstage, and you're like the promoter, you'd be like, all right, hey, uh, Aaron, you're up, Michael, you're down, which means that like, he's gonna win, and I'm not, and I'm not. But he's like, hey, but you're gonna be like, hey, even though he's going up, I need to get your character over. So talking crap in the ring and like showing specific moves and stuff like that. And then it's like, how do you get the crowd involved? It's like, okay, well, the good guy, is a, he has a shine. So we lock up, boom, whatever, and he'll show how great his moveset is in the beginning. And then the cutoff, which is my cutoff, would be I shut him down. So he like maybe he does like a flip or something and a drop kick on me. Oh, the I crowd is like... I can totally do that. I know you can. I've seen you do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> Earlier. <laughs> I was there in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just drop kicking in the air. Yeah. But it's like that. And then it's like, okay, he shows how great he is as a baby face. And then I shut Aww. him down. And then I have to get the crowd to hate me. And then that's when, like, if you've been to wrestling, that's when, like, the, the clap, the slow clap. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, get him. That's where that comes from. Cause it's like, oh, I, you just showed how good you are. And I shut you down. And now I'm on top and I'm, I'm beating you up. And now, now the crowd is like, no, we need you. To overpower the bad guy. And then boom, you kind of read the crowd and yeah. it's a science, bro. It's a science. That's yeah. awesome. So they tell you so you go in there with like a loose plan. It's not like we know every move we're gonna do. Um but so it generally depends on you're how gonna new win, you are. then you're gonna win, and then eventually it's gonna go back. Yeah. So it depends on how new you are. Um there's people that are in WWE that they don't call their stuff, they just call it in the ring. So what that means is there's no plan, you just know who wins. I don't so it like in WWE if, if people don't call it and they call it in the ring all they know is is uh hey what who's who's going over who's going to win and once they know that they'll formulate the match in the ring. I'm not at that level yet cuz I just don't have that kind of confidence yeah. yet. But most of the 85 to 90% of the time people come up with matches uh two and a half to 3 hours before the show and they go over it in their head, go over it in their head, hey, we're gonna do this, 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 this. And there's room to improvise in the moment, take things out, put things in. Um, and that's when they talk to each other in the ring, right? Yeah, like I'm about yeah. to do this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of prepare you and remind them. Cause even, bro, when you're when you're blown up in the ring and you're tired and you're like getting slammed and the crowd's in it and it, it, it gets confusing. So they talk to each other a lot because it's like, hey, they're reminding you what's next. So if I body slam uh, Aaron and the next thing is a clothesline, Aaron has to body slam, take it, ah, get up and then get clothesline. But if, if Aaron's like confused or he's out of breath or he's like tired, I slam him, boom. And like if I'm near his ear or I'm around him or I'll talk at a level to where not the crowd can't hear too much, but he can, I'll be like, hey man, get up for the clothesline. Yeah. Get up. Clothesline, boom, okay. So we just communicate. It's like a dance. You just communicate. That is so cool. And I, just, I guess I just never gave that much thought to it. But yeah, it's really crazy. Bro. Even coming up with the stuff three hours in advance is so stressful sounding to me. Yeah. And then getting in there, just like we know the general how this is going to go. Yep. Yeah. Is so stressful. Is, are you going to get in trouble for this? No. <laughs> yeah, I've always but, thought that. Like, yo, all the terminology was, and stuff, you're just if, laying if, it out there. If this was the 80s and 90s, yeah, they would have my head. But now wrestling is like in a new era so yeah. this is a, all the stuff i'm saying is like known everybody's pretty comfortable with it yeah like, it's like yeah this is not a secret it's what yeah. we want so back in the 80s eight like what what you're talking about is you it used to be called kayfabe 
It's like K-pop. Not, not, not like that. But right. <laughs> it's, K- it's kayfabe. It's like make believe. Not make believe. That's disrespectful. But it's like, hey, um, back in the eighties and nineties, like, um, for example, so y'all remember Iron Sheik, right? Yeah, yeah. Iron Sheik wrestler Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik. Yes, like okay, the headdress right? type thing. Yeah, yeah. So Iron Sheik got fired by WWE back in the day because of that. So. Um, back in the 80s and 90s, they were really protective of what I just spoke about, like extremely protective. So much show because they didn't want the fans to know the allure to go away. Now it's different, obviously. Of course, yeah. But um, so what happened was, long story short, Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan were like in a feud, like a big feud. Like they were about to go to Madison Square Garden, sold out and wrestle, like a big feud. And they had gotten arrested and caught by, uh, arrested by the police, but caught by fans together. Hanging out. Hanging out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Vince McMahon was like, yo, you are fired. You broke kayfabe, which is, yo, like, we got this going on. We got to make the audience believe it. And you're, you broke, you broke that, like. Yeah, they're like, drinking, doing karaoke together. Yeah, like, no, literally. What? Yeah. They're and boys? It, exactly. Yeah. But now it's different because now um, it's very open, very fluid as far as, like, people, like, fans knowing the terminology. I don't know terminology. Fluid? Good for him. Hey, well, man. It's almost like going to just, like, a play. No, literally. But you don't know how it's, it's going to go. Play. You know the characters, and you love the characters. I remember, I always think about that scene, and I forget which Rocky it is, but where he's doing the promo fight, and he's fighting Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that thing where they're in like the locker room before, and Hulk Hogan's just being like super nice to him and like asking about his family, and then they get out in the ring, and Hulk Hogan goes berserk, and Rocky's yeah. just like, what are you doing? I thought we were friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. But it's like, that's how it used to be. Shoot. Now it's different. Who are your... Uh, who are your biggest inspirations? Your what? What I always say. What the Mount Rushmore uh, of yeah. wrestlers? Mm, oh, for me personally, um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, big huge fan of him. Heard love of his him. Ca- love his charisma. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, oh uh, yeah, big one. Love he was him. Flying around everywhere. Yeah. Ray Mysterio, yeah, another, another same. big one. The big guy. I was a big WCW guy. I never yeah. really did WWF or yeah. WWE. Yeah, I I do WWE now, but I don't watch like that. I watch it like in spurts. Um, and now being in it is fun too, so I kind of see everything. But oh, you're um, in the yeah. WWE, I didn't know that. No, I mean like being in wrestling <laughs> because it's like a really small world. Like, yeah. yeah, like so, like with I think with football and baseball, it's different. There's like there's obviously there's collegiate, there's minor, and there's major. Um, same thing with wrestling, but I feel like the degrees of separation between who's where is very small. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Me and Aaron could be here, and Aaron could be a great wrestler, and then um, he goes to WWE, and I stay in the indies, and then you start wrestling, and then you know me, and I know him. Oh, well, now we're all cool. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait. How, like People will look at you like, hey, you just started wrestling. How are you friends with somebody that's in the big leagues? It's like, oh, because it's, it's a small world. Like It's a very small... like uh, Brotherhood. Yeah, brotherhood, kind of. Well, yeah. It's not just dudes, but yeah. Fan, it's a family. I love that. It's a family. No, it really is. Yeah. really is. Yeah, there's not that many. You, so you stick together. Yeah. Very few people that can yeah. understand it. I don't, I most, a lot of the names you said, I don't know who they are, but I did watch. Ray Mysterio is always the luchador mask. You didn't know him? Okay, I know the I'm mask. Hurt. He was like a kind of I know. Cultural. I'm offended. I want to get more into it because I did watch the um, Andre the Giant documentary. And very his, fire. I He's mean, a sweetheart. It's amazing. It's an insane story having gigantism as a disease. I've never heard that. Do you know about that? I mean, that man would drink twenty, like three, twenty-four packs of beer a day. A lot of the documentary is people saying, "Yeah, I went to a bar with him one time, and, and I everybody else almost died, and he stayed four more hours yes. or whatever." It was crazy. But like, it's like John he basically Daly had a disease where his body never stopped growing his whole life. 
Like, it's just like, you know, you normally you stop growing when you're 15 or whatever, but his, it's this disease that just makes you never stop. Ever. So eventually your heart can't support. The and growth. so they never can live very long. So he kind of knew he was going to have a shorter life. Whoa. But he, he was so big and so strong. And I don't know if this is a big problem in wrestling, but if somebody's pride is in, is in the way and they get told you're supposed to lose this. If they're stronger than the other guy, You're they, they can lose. decide to not, and they might probably get in trouble. So what they call that in the business is going in business for yourself. Mm. So if if you're like you're the promoter and you're like, hey, Aaron, you're up, Michael, you're down. And I'm like, I'm not down. I'm going up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you go into business for yourself, being selfish. Right. It's looked down upon. I'm sure it is. But there's got to be times where it's like jumping a level. It's like, are you know, TV people are in the audience. Like if I show out, Right now, you could show it out and still yeah. lose. Yeah, for sure. But some That's people true. don't like losing. Period. Well, the reason I brought that up is because at the end of the Andre the Giant documentary, I think he was undefeated like his whole career, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But Hulk Hogan was like the next guy coming up that mm-hmm. was gonna kind of surpass him. Yeah. So basically, in order for Andre the Giant to retire, he needed to lose to Hulk Hogan, and it's interviewing Hulk Hogan about him. In that fight where he knows he's supposed to win at the end, but he's just not in control at all. And he's just like, well, I sure hope he lets me win at the end. And yeah. then he almost, it like goes longer than it was supposed to. And he's like, is he going to ever? And then eventually Andre the Giant like secedes. Secedes. <laughs> exactly. It's an amazing documentary. Yeah, it's pretty fire. Bro. That's nuts. Uh, the Wrestler. Have you seen the movie? Oh, so, yo, funny story. That will break your heart. Bro, funny story. Uh, 90% of the wrestlers in that movie... Um, that movie was filmed in New Jersey at the time that I told you I was wrestling at that wrestling oh, school yeah. in New Jersey. So there were some people from the school that I was in that was in that movie. Crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Watch it. It's fantastic. I've never seen it. I've always heard it's great. And it's one of those Mickey that's Rourke, like bro. on great. my list. And then I always forget when we're deciding what it's to sad, watch. It's sad, man. It's sad. It's, it's so a sad. sad life of a wrestler, for real, for real. Yeah. And addict. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Uh, okay, that's enough. I mean, we could probably do a whole wow. wrestling episode. The Ram. I, I didn't even know that part of your life until today. Hey, man. We can, can we come see you do it? Yeah. I would like to do that very soon. Well, Speed so, Bump Stanley has to have a match. <laughs> yeah, I got it. So, get. yeah, so we actually wrestle on the West Side. It's a free school show every Thursday um, at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And we have matches, like legit. Like, crowd comes and we have matches free. School yeah. show. So, I won't be there this week. Well, I'll, I'll probably go tomorrow. But I, it'll only be like I'll watch because I haven't been training all week. So I don't yeah, want to yeah. disrespect the people that have actually been training and Putting just time. pop up and be like, hey, I'm here. Like, uh, But they but know because I'm sure you're a draw. Like you can sell tickets Yo, or get like, people there. Su- yeah. Super low key, yeah. Yeah, like, so, you can. So like, it's so, the only reason I get booked on comedy shows. Like he'll bring a couple friends. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> that, after your appearance on this podcast, you're going to be having I'm gonna be bigger I'm going to get verified on Instagram after this. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. That's it. <laughs> Would you rather get verified on Instagram because of your wrestling or because of your music? Mm, my music, for sure. Not yeah. that it matters. For sure. It doesn't really matter because you're verified, but yeah. I'd be preferred. Everyone does a bunch of stuff. Definitely music, for sure. Yeah. Well, that, that's, yeah that's the thing that has longevity where you actually want to go. Yeah, but, but it's hard, though, because I have a passion for wrestling. It's not like it's a pastime. I, I really love it. And it's like, it's hard. Like, um, I wish my girlfriend was here because she'll tell you, like, I, I, I struggle with, oh, I miss training this week. Like, I'm going to go back next week and work even harder. Like, it's such a, like, like you really can't get out of it. Like, it's a, it's an addiction. Like, it, it doesn't, it's crazy. Like, being in the ring and, like, just the psychology of everything, it's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, I get sucked in. 
Love that. All right, I well, guess we got to talk about music stuff now. Music time. <laughs> well, we all met when you were DJing on the Human Being Tour. Yeah, the John with Chris With John tour. Chris, yeah. and that's kind of where we all became friends, kind of coming in and out of that stuff. Um, yeah. That was, an, that was so many people. How many? Do you know how many shows you did just on that tour? Man, that first one was brutal, bro. Were you on the first one or the second one? Tour or weekend? Yeah, tour, tour, tour. Was that the tour? first one? Yeah. Yeah, the first one was brutal because I think it was like 50 dates. Yeah, yeah. And that's the most I've ever been. I was like 52 dates or something like that, or 50 dates. And I was like, man, this is this is how touring is. It was like three or four months. Now I know it's not like that. That's like actually not wild. frowned upon, but that's wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to to wear be out, people down. Yeah, to be out that long, especially as a comedian, no offense. Like it's like, yo, that's a you could you take a break, bro. It's a lot. Yeah. But um He did it, take a break for a good year. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely did. He did matter of fact, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Almost two. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was it was fun, man. That was my first tour of that uh stature ever. So it was it was crazy. It sucked too because I had to do work on that tour, but that's kinda like I had to pay my dues. But yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, so, like set up and tear down, like yeah, manual labor stuff. That so, sucked. What was your normal day like on that tour? Cause, bro, I'll tell you right now, man. Because oh, y'all man. are on a bus. They tried to break me down. Trying to, they, they, they tried to mentally get me, bro. I'm, I, I, I felt it. So it was like, that was my first tour, so I'm the newbie, whatever. Um, so they were like, hey, because um, this is John's first major tour, we don't like uh, have the budget to like bring people for specific things. So we kind of need people to double up. They're like, yo, you're going to DJ and you're going to host and do VIP. And I'm like, oh, what? That sounds great. It sounded great yeah. in the beginning. Bro, what transpired that tour was horrendous. I would have to wake up when they woke up. So like 7 a.m., which is cool. I mean, but we would go to sleep at like 1 or 2 because we were up talking and just being on the bus and not being able to sleep. Um, which were the most fun parts of the tour. So 100%. you don't want to miss that. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then you don't want to be like, all right, guys, I'm going to bed now. So just being up as long as everybody else is, as long as I could. Um, and then waking up with them, and I would have to do a walkthrough with the of the venue with them. So Aaron would still be sleeping. Everybody would still be sleeping. And I'm up. And I wouldn't really have to go through walkthrough. They just wanted to make me go through walkthrough. <laughs> You're with the crew, and people are setting yeah. up the stages and yep. all that. Yeah. Yep. And then... Um, I would have to do that, and then I would have to set things up. But it was like my first time doing it, so obviously it took me a little longer than usual. But bro, I would have to set up the VIP room and like all the stanchions and stuff all around the venue, even outside. It would take me a good like four like four hours to do everything. But then right when I was done, I'd probably may have maybe have like an hour of downtime, and then I have to shower, get ready. To do the show and host VIP and showering and whatnot is usually a mess. Yes, you're in like a rec so center, hotel rooms, and, art, yeah. and sometimes hotel rooms. That was yeah. when it was nice, okay. but it was yeah. rare. When I was there, it was rare. hotel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, hey, we have we have shower rooms. Oh, thank God, because then it felt like a vacation. Yeah, you're. I'm sure you're happy to take a shower, but you're also happy that everybody else is going to take a shower because you're all like yeah. sleeping in coffins next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, true. That's that's actually very valid. But very that valid. you and Aaron Weber. Who yeah. we're gonna have on the show soon? Yeah, uh, yeah, the, y'all they were my boys. It was so fun. I love Aaron, man. He lost so much weight. He looks great. Are you talking about Aaron Weber? Yeah, okay. yeah, he looks great. Yeah, every time he <laughs> posts, I'm just like, dude, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. So like, when he first lost weight and posted about, like, posted how he looked now, I asked him, I was like, yo, what did you do to lose weight? And I thought he thought I was like, kind of like joking with him, and he was like, ah. Whatever, and I'm like, I'm being stuck. Like, what'd you do? Like, I'm, I, I'm, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he like eventually told me, and I was like, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, 
Shout out to Aaron, man. Yeah. He's the best. We'll ask him about that. <clears throat> we will. Uh, the thing that I remember with you the most, you made me cry laugh several times on tour. Um, that the full-time comedians did not, but you did. <laughs> uh, just your personality and sense of humor, like New York, you know, loud, abrasive, like yeah. on purpose, yeah, 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 mixing in with like that crew, like yeah. usually like mostly Christian, you yeah. know, soft-spoken dudes. The thing, it was so stupid, but we did it every day, and it was always funny to me. <laughs> was someone to say something to you, and you'd start opening every drawer in the bus, oh yeah, and yeah, like yeah. just shuffling through suitcases. Yeah, yeah. You'd go, you'd do it for minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, and finally, someone would be like, "Michael, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to find who you're talking to." <laughs> and it would always make me like me and Dustin when you're we on. Yeah, bro, I miss <laughs> Dustin, man. I'm... But you just kept doing it more and more and looking through everything. It's so stupid. Yeah, because I would pop John. John would be in tears, bro, about that. Because that's where it started from, though. Because he said something to me that was like it was kind of funny, but like low key disrespectful. And I was like, <laughs> I started looking around. Like I like it was quick. Like he said it to me. I registered it. I didn't answer. I didn't respond to him. I just looked at him and I was like, started feeling my pockets. I was like. Then I opened the drawer beneath me where the chips were, and I was like, oh, I can't find it. And he was like, confused, right? So then I opened up the the fridge. I'm like, ah, oh, where's that? He's like, Michael, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm trying to find out who the hell you're talking to. <laughs> Yo, the whole bus tears. It was bro. so good. It was that's a that's a com- committing to the bit. Yeah. Because some people could just start ignoring you and talking amongst themselves, and then you're like, oh, "I don't think anybody's gonna ask me what I'm doing." <laughs> like, well, you like it, it just hooks you in because then I'm like, "Oh, I'm talking to myself." I'm like, "Oh, where's it at?" Yeah, yeah. Where's it going? But even if people forget, you just pick up an item. That yeah. People thought you were looking for a sun kissed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sun kissed. Also, uh, at some point, I can't remember who we talked about it with, but the story of the rap party, and let's not mention names, but someone got kicked off the tour for. Pissing and vomiting everywhere. Oh yeah, I don't even know if I know about that. Oh, we talked about it on the podcast. I, I know wow. I talked about. It. I can't. Maybe David Purdue. We talked about it. Maybe. But it was where I was on the bottom bunk and oh, I, I rolled out and everything oh, was wet. You did tell me that. Yeah. And I, I raced to get in my shoes because I was like, "Why is everything wet?" Thinking it was like a leak or something. Mm. And my shoe, it was a puddle in my shoes. Yeah, mine too. But yeah, and then vomit was everywhere, and yeah, he yeah. was ejected. That person doesn't doesn't get to stay. Nope, it was a uh, you know <sighs> it was a full tour crazy. experience, just like yeah. a rock star. Would yeah, that vomit was and, that yeah. was disgusting and crazy. That was the first time I've ever experienced that. Well, it was kind of it was open. It was an open bar, so it, it was, was an open bar, and that guy went nuts. <laughs> there was a point in that night where, to this day, it makes me laugh. Is uh, that person was drinking, 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 and that person got one more drink. And then as he got the drink from the bartender, started shaking hands with everyone. Hey, nice seeing you. Nice. It's like 1 a.m. He was like, sir, like I'm probably going to get kicked off the tour. No, it, even better. He was just shaking everybody saying, hey, I'll see you later. And, and then he comes to me and I'm like, yeah, where are you going? You leaving? You going back on the bus? And he was like, no, nah, I just know when I drink this, I'm not going to remember after this point. So I just want to say goodnight to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pre-blackout oh, no. goodbye. If you have a structure to that type of <laughs> night that you have memorized, it's not good. Yikes. Man, that was crazy. Well, you know, usually on my 10th drink is when I need to start saying goodnight, even though I'm not going to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Bro, me and Aaron, that like that guy was hilarious. Like, he was like, hey, uh, uh, I'm just saying bye because I know that after this, I'm not going to remember what's, what's going to happen. Yeah, it's crazy that Mike Goodwin behaved like that. <laughs> it was Mike, yeah, for sure. Confirmed. Oh, man. Mike uh, the GOAT. I want to hear about the Dude Perfect tour. 
great. Because you've been out what, two tours with them now. Uh, yeah, yeah, possibly three coming up. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, possible, yeah. like is it? Well, I'm COVID just, I'm, possibly or contract possibly. Nah, so I'm I'm super cynical. So it's like I I'm like a natural overthinker. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, it's the dude maybe tour. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly, bro. So uh, the this tour went great. There was no issues, no problems. Nothing came up. Like there was nothing wrong. I did everything fine. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Complained about, but it. it uh, they haven't found out about who you really are. Yeah, <laughs> this guy, bro. I'm a saint. <laughs> But um yeah, I'm super cynical. So it's like um certain like like certain people acted a certain way that made me feel like, oh, I might not be back. Like, um, so I still haven't gotten the contract yet, but I'm, I believe it'll it'll come yeah. soon. Because it, it's the 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 tour is in July, like mid July. So I'm like, oh, it's January. So they'll probably send me something in March, April. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm just I've learned like to like not be hurt. This is super sad, but like cause I always you know, like get my hopes up before I'd be like, all right. I'm not gonna say I have anything or or like anything is secured until it's actually secured. Yeah. So I don't jinx it. You know oh what yeah. I'm, I'm very much like that. And everybody has in like in the comedy, it's the same way. It's like you have to learn like, hey, when people promise you they're gonna do something, or like, oh yeah, we're gonna reach out to book you for this thing. It's like twenty five percent of the time yeah. it actually. So I just yeah. take it as almost nothing. But if you worked with them before, then it feels a lot better. Yeah, for sure. This will be the third time. Yeah. You, you dudes are sad, huh? Yeah. You just <laughs> get used to people guys. not What a bunch through. of sips. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Pretty tough. No, if people say, hey, I want to maybe do a project in you know, October. I'm like, cool. Yeah. And I put it on my calendar and bank on that money. Yeah. I yeah. I, I just go it. ahead and spend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put it on the credit cards. I'm for sure getting paid in yeah. eight months. <laughs> Um, so I know what you did at, on, on John's tour where you were, you know, before the show started, you were out there getting the, you know, doing music, talking to the crowd, getting yeah. everybody fired up to be there. And then you would come out and do some bits in the middle of the show. Yeah. And as the tour kept going, it got like the bits got longer and mm-hmm. I was out there long. Yeah. It was funny, man. It was very funny. But so what is that like on, and if you can say on, oh, the, on sure. like a dude, perfect tour, is it the same type of stuff or I don't even know what it's they actually, do on tour. It, yeah. It's actually more. I have, yeah. I want to know about the show too. Yeah. Like what the I, hell do those guys do? Why? So it's basically, they like have to miss a lot live, right? No, they do. Like there's, there, I think that, I think one of the last weekends on tour, there was two shows where the last segment uh, got extended like five, 10 minutes because they kept missing. And, it's and like, I should say, uh, like, my mom listens to this and has no idea who Dude Perfect is. They make vi- videos making amazing basketball trick shots. Yeah. Not just basketball. I mean, well, it's graduated to yeah. all oh. kinds of stuff. With celebrities. Of insane. And, yeah, it's, okay, apparently I don't even know what they do. No. So yeah. that's, that's where it started. That's where it started. <laughs> yeah. That's where it started, but it's, it's, it's evolved to so much more. But and people need to check out uh, Bro Epic. Oh that yeah, was, yeah, oh, yeah, that was funny. That, that was, was our, you guys and Aaron. Bro, that was like a, a foreshadowing. Like that, uh, that was crazy. Yeah, for sure, yeah, it was we, like we so made a parody like, of Dude Perfect. Because like the year is. after, I got I got booked for that. But that like I didn't. So when we filmed that Bro Epic thing, I had no idea who they were. It was a parody of Dude. Oh Perfect, yeah, we had to right? tell you. Yeah, like, I was show like Dude Perfect. I was like ah. Oh. And even when Dude Perfect offered me the first tour, like um, when the people came to me, they were like, "Hey, you know who Dude Perfect is?" I was like, "I don't." And they're like, hey, you want to do the tour? I'm like, yeah, for sure. Why not? Because I saw the offer and just what they were trying to do mm-hmm. as far as like, entertainment wise. And there's like, like arenas. Oh. I mean, it's a big tour. Yeah, I was, yeah, oh, yeah. I'd love to do that. But then I actually researched who they were. And bro, like, they're like amazing. Like, they're super fun. Like, even I got like sucked into the YouTube hole of all their videos. And it was great. Like, everything That's was awesome. I was like, oh, this is very entertaining. Like, yeah. I like this. This is dope. So when I got to finally meet them and do rehearsals, it was great. Because the same people that they are on camera is where they are off camera. I think off camera they're even they're even better because mm. they're so personable and nice. They're, they're super cool, bro. Super super. That's cool. awesome. Have they seen Bro Epic? 
Um, so I think the first tour I asked them, but the first tour we weren't uh, like we weren't that cool. Yeah, yeah, like we were surface level cool. Like, hey, what's up? Ha ha. We were like coworkers, not friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now the second tour, we're friends now. And so yeah. I, but that first time I was like, yo, like, have you guys seen Bro Epic? And they were like, huh, yeah. It was it was kind of funny. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Do you I'm recognize just... me from it? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. My bad. But it, it was fun, man. It's like what so it's basically it's basically a you like their YouTube show in a show, just live. So it's uh so like it's like an hour and a half long show, two hours maybe. Um, and what they do is they start off with a battle, so they all battle each other. And let's say from this tour, it was like you have to um make a bas a half court basketball shot, and then you have to take a tricycle down and around the arena. And come back up and then make a football shot to move on to the second round, right? So that's like a ten minute thing, and then four people move on, one guy gets out. So that sounds like you're—I mean—you're blasting music, getting everyone fired up the whole time. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. So, so what I would do is I'd do pre-show, same thing as John, um, hype the people up, um, and I would like. But this one, I don't really interact with the crowd too much, like I did with John, um, solely for the fact of, um, I don't know, I, I don't get the like. Not that they said I, I can't be like that, but the vibe, I'm like, dang, I don't want to like try to be the person that's trying to outshine yeah. the main talent. Like, yeah. So I don't want to do a whole show, pre-show, like a Mike LV pre-show, and then I'm hosting the whole event, and I just didn't think it'd sit well. So I just do a great set, like great mixes, and I'm like, hey, you guys ready? Whatever, like super minimal stuff just to get the crowd excited. And then I actually host the entire show. I don't get off stage. Like I'm introducing and... um kind of like pro like not prolonging but announcing the winners and introducing the games and stuff like that so i'm never off stage so then it'll be that and then it'll be one of their segments where they like bring uh cool stuff it's called cool not cool and they'll bring like hey i have a baby lion is this cool and then the audience votes if it's cool or not and then somebody wins like they don't win anything they just win something and then they have another thing where um they'll bring a like uh a parent and a kid on stage to go head to head with another parent and a kid. Tell um, the kid they're adopted live in front of everyone. <laughs> Literally. There's but, any dude, not dad. That's what they call it. <laughs> but there were so many dad perfect shirts I've seen throughout that tour. It was crazy. Yeah. I would imagine that it's got to be a lot of kids there, right? No, the age range is between six and 18. Yeah, big age range, so young kids for sure, yeah. but young definitely minors. Yeah, a, a younger crowd yeah. for sure. Yeah, you gotta be careful with the music. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> like, I I do clean stuff, but even if I do clean stuff, I kind of do stuff that's safe. Cause I cause I remember I did a song like there was this one time I was like, all right, let me try, just try something. So you know that that Kid Leroy song, I'll be maybe yeah right. So I have the clean version of that. So I was like, oh, this is, and this is when it was popping on TikTok. But everyone yelled the words. No, 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 no. Oh. So nobody, so nobody yelled it. But so I, so I have in ear monitors. So that's like, I can hear everybody. They talk to me, yeah. counting me down. And I also hear the dudes in my ear. So I'm pre-show and I play it like, and then it, it bleeps it out. It's like, I'll be the, and yo, they like, they never tell me not to play anything. Uh-huh. And, um, one of, one of the dudes, he's my favorite. His name is Garrett. Uh, he's the purple hoser, the bald dude with the Got orange it. beard. Yeah, he's cool as heck. Um, he was in my ear, and he was like, "You gotta change that, buddy. You yeah. gotta change that song right now." And and then, but like, but then they're like arguing in my ear, like not arguing, but going back and forth. And then one of them was like, "No, nah, like it's it's clean. He's playing a clean one." He's like, "Yeah, but it's too close." And they're having like a whole bicker in my head while I'm trying to DJ. Yeah. So I'm like, 
malfunctioning. And you're like, which one of these guys is even in charge? <laughs> like, they but then I, I ended up changing vote? it because like their fan base is very like con- like conservative. Yeah. Like very, very churchy, like, right? Yeah, churchy also, but like very like yo, these are kids. Like, yeah, good, clean fun is kind of yeah, like their brand. Exactly. Right? So, so that night they were like, yo, you got to change. I was like, all right, got you. Like, like, yeah, never, no it problem. never happened again. It yeah, never yeah. happened again. But yeah, it was crazy. That's. I was at a Christian wedding on Saturday. Very fun, but also very Christian. And they played Get Low. Yeah. But the edited version, and I was like, it's so much worse. Yeah, because there's I'll oh, skeet skeet, and it drops out, and everyone just yells. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It basically, it's almost like they muted the music to see who will yell. Exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. There's daring people. It's funny how that Do works. Do it. Yeah. Do it. You it won't. was funny. My brother's wedding was had a DJ, and it was not censored set, and it was pretty wild. And it was so funny because my dad was in. It's like the tent where they had the DJ and everybody yeah. was dancing, and my dad was in there with just his iPad. Filming, <laughs> with holding a like typical, his iPad. a typical like a uh, 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 boomer thing to do. He's yeah. like, "What is this?" It's boomer cam right there. It was great. <laughs> the iPad, man. But the tour was great, bro. The tour is great. It's it's it was it was. Uh, no offense to to John and the amazing crew, but that that tour is way more fun. I get that. I mean, you're in an arena. It's all about fun and hyping up the crowd. Yeah, and, and I didn't do work. I just, I just DJ'd. I <laughs> yeah. had the you didn't whole have to day wake up early. That's why I, like I had the whole day no to myself. Stanchions. Nope. I had the no whole bus day to vomit my- to wade through. Nope. I had the whole day to myself. And I would imagine every show can be pretty different when you're playing games and different people are winning and yep. different yep. scores and you're bringing lots of people on stage to do things. Yep. It probably keeps it a little fresh. Instead of being like, oh, Chick-fil-A, you got a whole oh, oh, midnight. <laughs> <Mennonite, laughs> hey, John. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No no matter no matter the the act, even if it's a hip-hop, I'm sorry, if it, even if it's a hip-hop artist, if it's Dude Perfect, if it's John Chris, whoever it is, after a while, it becomes mundane. Because even though it kind of differentiates, it's still basically the same. It's just different faces, but every, like it's the same. You're doing the same thing yeah. every day. So it's like, oh, okay, this is like... It's still fresh sometimes. Like Sometimes things happen unexpectedly where it's like it makes you laugh or this is like, oh, this is great. Everybody's flowing on all, all the chords of the night and... But most of the time, it it, it, it just you know it's a, it's a, it's a, it becomes a job at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally get that. Okay, so outside of touring and kind of event DJing, Indie Tribe. Yes, sir. What's going on with Indie Tribe? The last album was fantastic. I guess the I, first album. Yeah, that was the first album. Thank yeah. you. By the way, that means yeah, a lot. I just I just played for him somebody he hadn't heard it yet. Yeah, I, I really Tribal Council, that. so good. Thank you, thank you. And you go I'm actually off like, at the end. I'm genuinely like. Like, my heart is warm. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it's so good. And I played it for him. And, you know, you say, like, Christian hip-hop and people don't know. And they're like, this might be bad. And you play it and you're like, I am so into this. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It's crazy. Yeah. A lot of talent. Bro, we hit hit Billboard Top 200. Yeah. On, like, but, like, not Christian. Like, everything. Regular. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the same. Is that for hip-hop or is that for every genre? No, hip-hop. Cool. And then, uh, no, yeah, no. So, I think we were Top 50 uh, Billboard hip-hop mm. and then we were top 200 all genres so that's crazy to that's even get nuts. on billboard is crazy that's got to be such a weird how do you get alerted to that are you getting a text or uh, like, no nah, we just pay attention so you just been watching it because yeah, you know today's yeah. the day yeah we dropped okay who else dropped okay well when does billboard count sales and stuff like that and we kind of got to be on the lookout and we see it and then they post it oh okay these are the top 200 of the week or or the month or whatever i think it's a week they do each uh, a week um, but that was the day we actually dropped the same day as 
DMX, the D, the the last DMX album. Was it after he passed or no? Yes, it was after okay, he yeah, passed. Yeah. That was the first album after he passed. So it was huge a lot advantage. Of, yeah, like a lot yeah, of yeah, good for him. And, yeah, lucky bro. But we we were top three. So J Cole dropped the week before, uh-huh. and so it was DMX, J Cole, then us. Then halfway through the day, it was DMX, us, J Cole, Whoa. and then we were bro. We were pushing. It was that that we were top three uh, iTunes hip hop, and then top ten overall, all genres. For that for that day, we were trying to push for number one. It didn't happen, but it, it was you were pu- was you were pushing, and the man can't even combat it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it not? was great though, man. Like that whole experience was great. That whole yeah, that whole weekend, that whole month was crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. What about the the future? I know you'll do the music festival. Yeah, it's coming up again, right? Yep, here in Atlanta, uh, Holy Smoke Fest, uh, May twenty eighth. Um, last year we did it. it. It was a great turnout. So we, so if you don't know, we put on our, our own festival uh, with uh, all independent music acts. So they can't be signed to a label. Cool. Uh, all indie music acts, uh, mostly Christian, some not, because um, we want to open, make it eventually, make it open format. Um, but we wanted to do something for uh, believers and like people who are believer adjacent to come to and like kind of have fun and also put other Christian artists and artists that we believe in that uh, put them on, put them on stage and give them a platform. Um, and it, we knocked out the park last year, so this year we're doing it again in Atlanta, um, and we're expecting like I think double what we had last year because a lot of people were kind of it was still kind of COVID vibes, yeah. so a lot of people were kind of iffy. But then also it was the first time we're doing it, so a lot of people were like. Mm. We'll see. Like very, like you know, I don't know. But then, like the videos we put out after, like the goal it looks was so fun. Yeah, like the goal was to make people feel like you're an idiot for not coming. Yeah, and <laughs> and we got the point across. That's what social media is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the that's, whole thing. That should have been the new name of Facebook. <laughs> you're an you're idiot an for idiot. not coming. <laughs> uh, let's just go with Meta, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Metaverse. Oh, that's very that that's very confusing. That's so confusing. Is there new music coming? We I can't speak on another album. All right, but there will be an album this year. Okay, there will be an album. I can't like, speak on the like album. You just spoke about it <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I won't go into detail. Yeah, okay, but, okay. But, no but, specifics. We will be dropping music this year. I a like lot of that. Music. That's great. A lot of music. Great. I'm gonna contribute to your Billboard uh, ranking. Oh, by thank you, man. Doing thank whatever you. it takes yeah. and, and making sure DMX stays dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna make <laughs> sure crazy. he doesn't put out any new songs. That's so crazy. You know those little steel plates they put on the road. To make sure you don't do anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Laying that over his grave. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Those things scare me to death when they drop them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always man. think it's a gunshot. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. Well, thank you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's over. It's over. It's pretty um, much done. But where can people follow along? Do you have I mean, any questions you got a for lot us? <laughs> I actually do start, have a question. Start asking that. I <laughs> ask a question. Uh, have you seen the new uh, West Side Story? No. No. I hated it, but um, really, I didn't the, like it. The actor from it was hosting Saturday Night Live. I saw some of that. The girl or the dude? The girl, not the lead girl. Rachel Ziegler, not her. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. She won a Golden Globe for best actress, supporting actress, yeah. Yeah, actress in a yeah. in a musical or comedy. But bro, I like it was. It followed the story well. I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody. Your one question was just a. Have just you to seen insult <laughs> the new West Side Story? <laughs> Have you seen that trash movie? I just it's not trash. It's Steven Spielberg. So the cinematography, great. Yeah. Uh, the plot is obviously following the original. The color grading, I haven't all that. seen the original. It's great. I haven't either. Uh, we didn't grow up. In wow, it was a great podcast, guys. Love being yeah, here. Sorry, <laughs> we have no interest in that. Uh, Macbeth is out. Did you see Macbeth with Denzel Washington? Bro, the no. cinematography I from that watch is it. great. Have you seen it? Yes. Wow. You it's great. It. It's all black and white, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all I love it. But it's great. 
It's very. It's oh, one where yeah. I know I need to be in like the right state of mind to watch it. I can't just be like, I'll watch thirty minutes of this while I eat lunch. Like it, <laughs> you need <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I just not made my girl, but me and my girl watch. Uh, I, I wanted her to watch Parasite for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She'd never seen it, and I loved watching it again. It's unbelievable. Is and it, knowing yeah. where it's going. Yeah. Cause, cause, I, cause, like, I, she was watching it. And she was like, "What's going on?" And in my head, I'm like, "Oh, you have no idea. This is about to ramp it's up. Got to take a turn." Yeah. yeah, it's so great. I've seen it twice. It's the second time was just as good. It's it, it's in my personal top tens. Yeah, and it was just announced today that Bong Joon Ho, mm-hmm. yeah. who's one of the best ever, yep. um, his new movie is based on some novel that just came out. Christmas would be a great novel, but with Robert Pattinson. Okay. Great. Which I'm so into. Bro, his Batman. That Batman looks crazy. Yep. Early March. I'm going to throw up. That, <laughs> bro, but I, I was excited to watch Morbius because Morbius was going to be the first superhero movie of the year. Yeah, Jared Leto sucks. And then they kept... They kept this is the... Check this out. This is the eighth time they pushed that movie back. That's It went from January good. to May. Now they're like, oh, we're coming, it's going to drop in May. What is it? My hairline? <laughs> It's crazy. Just keep pushing it back. Okay. <laughs> Every time we, we got, we got to get out of here. I'm having a stroke. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, okay, well, you got so much. That could be your wrestling name. Pushback hairline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here comes receding Aaron. Rece- uh, here comes Aaron pushback tuning. And I just try to rip people's hair out, and yeah. I'm covered in rubber cement, pasting it to my <laughs> you head. Just, you just <laughs> your finishing move is grabbing the front part of their like bangs. I feel <laughs> drunk right now. I haven't had any drink in like two days. <laughs> yeah, insane. Okay. You wrestle, you're putting out music, which is just where can people follow along and find out all of your stuff? Uh, at DJ Mike LV for everything. Okay, so you'll be posting flyers, okay. wrestling, yep. talking about the tour dates and everything. All that. It will be on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All right. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, what's your email sign off? What is the word you put before your name in an email? Um, the word, wait, what? The word we put, I put you before. You say like, thanks, like, best. Oh. Um, in, in his loving grip. Capital H. Yeah. yeah. I don't have one. I, I, I just delete the set from my phone and just send it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> just say whatever you need to say and then get out. Yeah. Be right. very straightforward. Well, delete the scent from my phone. Thanks for being here. Hey, I am honored to be here. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> but delete that. No worries if not.